I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome everybody, this is Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and we do a weekly program on guns, firearms, Second Amendment, freedom, and anything else that we feel like talking about. Usually there's some stuff going through the news of the day that we like to jump on as well. And uh, thanks for joining us, and you can hear us every week on the radio or the iHeartRadio app, or you can go to our website, go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire, where you can find archived shows in a podcast format. You can also go wherever you get your podcasts and download them there. But we'd love to talk to you live. You can type your questions in on the chat, so you want to make sure you get signed up on our website so you'll be alerted whenever we go live. So we try to do it on Wednesdays, but you, you'll be able to be a part of the show if you join us live and type in a, your questions into the chat, and we'll try to get to those. We'll also take some calls if you want to join us live on the show every week. So thanks for joining us. Uh, this has been a already a busy week after a uh, you know weekend here. We, we had some news come out of California um, where a federal judge has struck down California's 35-year assault weapons ban. So we're going to talk a little bit later with Keith Langer about that. That'll be some interesting conversation about that. And does it give us hope here in Massachusetts? Well, I never gave up hope. I believe there's always, uh, when good people show up and do what they need to do, that we have some things heading in the right direction. But we got a caller. I want to jump right on the phone here. We have Aura on the phone, and he's got a question. So go ahead. Welcome to the show, Aura. I'm Toby. You're Thank welcome you. to Rapid Fire. How are uh, you? My quick question was: yep. uh, Which uh, home, for home defense besides having two pistols? I have a P365 XL and a P365 original, but I'm looking to get like an AR type of uh, weapon for home defense. Sure. Uh, because needing a shorter barrel would be better, from what I've been reading up on, mm -hmm. and just wondering if. Your recommendation would be like going towards like an MPX or a, uh, you know, Tavor or like a AR-15 type of, uh, yeah, you know, rifle for the first time. Sure. No, it's a great question, and you know, um, a lot of people want a long gun for home defense, which I'm also an advocate of. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, a pistol you have two points of contact. You have your two hands, right? If with a rifle, you get four points of contact. So if I have my choice between a pistol or a rifle, I'm taking the rifle. I want, you know, you get your stock on your shoulder, you get your hand on the pistol grip, you get your support hand out on the hand guard, and then you get your cheek weld on the stock. So you have four points of contact, so you can shoot it a lot more accurately. So in a long gun, whether it be a shotgun or a rifle, um, they're, they're excellent for home defense and for defensive tools. Uh, where it gets a little clunky is is you're moving through the house if you need to get to your barrier position so you can get 911 on the phone. Unless you have a good sling, you're going to be probably holding the gun with both hands, and it could be a little awkward if you need a 
flashlight or you need to usher your family through the house in order to get to that barricade position. But if you get a good sling, you can turn it loose and still have it at the ready position. So um, my recommendation is actually if you're using a 9mm handgun already for defensive purposes, why not get a pistol caliber carbine? Like you just said, the MPX is a phenomenal gun. There's also some great options out there that take a 9mm uh, Glock mag, like a Glock 26 or Glock 19 or Glock 17 mag. Like um, there's right. a couple different options in that area. We actually sell three or four different types of pistol caliber carbine that takes Glock mags. So those are a really good option as well, and you can get them certainly short. But if you want to get into a rifle caliber, um, believe it or not, the 5.56 round is an excellent round for home defense. Um, the 55 grain bullet, as it goes through multiple layers of drywall, loses a lot of energy because it tumbles right away as soon as it hits right. hits something. So it, believe it or not, doesn't over penetrate as much as like double lot buckshot or or a slug from a shotgun. So it's actually right. a pretty good pretty good option. But um, the difference for me would be the noise. Like uh, you'd have a much louder report from a 223 or 556 shooting you know, a couple feet away from drywall than you would a nine millimeter. So I just think about the, you know, the hearing damage that could be caused. Obviously staying alive is the most important thing in a defensive shooting in event. But, um, I do like, uh, like nine millimeter as a, you know, in a pistol caliber carbine. And I think the one you mentioned, the SIG MPX is an excellent choice, uh, for that. Although they, uh, you're limited to 10 round mags there's no pre-band mags so if you really well, want my next question is there any hope that that will eventually change so we don't have such a narrow scope of choices of what we can buy here in massachusetts because that's been a major problem for yeah. many years now yeah i really hope that um and thank you very much for the call by the way it was a great question and uh hopefully that helped you out um a lot on that uh but the I do. I never give up. All right. I don't believe that we should ever quit. I believe that we should always be looking for a way to further the cause of the Second Amendment here in Massachusetts and, uh, you know, win our rights back. All right. They have taken our rights um, and made them look like something more of a privilege than a right in this state. So with all the hoops you got to jump through. You got to ask permission. You got to tell them the reason why. You got to get background checked and you know references checked and photographed and fingerprinted. And you know if I think under the very premise, if you compare it to any other rights, like look at voter ID law. They're saying that's racist and unconstitutional and all this to make sure you're a you're a legal citizen of the country before you go vote in an election. And they're saying that's you know, illegal or it could be unconstitutional to require that you see uh, somebody's idea, make sure it's that person voting. Well, what about the Second Amendment? I mean, if you hold that same standard to the Second Amendment, yes, we want to make sure. I mean, there's nobody in the Second Amendment community that is like saying that when we're asked for an ID when we buy a gun, that that's wrong. OK, I'm not advocating that it's wrong to ask for an ID. But I'm just pointing out the comparison of two rights, the right to vote and the right to bear arms, and how far we've gone on the on the right to bear arms, you know, restriction side of things. And if you think about uh, like Clarence Thomas last uh, last year said that the 
Second Amendment has become a second-class right. I'm paraphrasing. But he's 100% right because there's no other right that has been trampled upon so much, and it's the only one that says shall not be infringed upon. And I'm sure the founders knew the propensity of government to restrict arms for the you know, everyday person, because what could happen is exactly what just did happen. And that was we overthrew a tyrannical government and sent them back across the pond. And they wanted to make sure that that was in place for if and when our government ever gets to the point where they are tyrants dictating what the people can can and can't do. And you just, it doesn't take much searching to see we're not very far, far away from that um, as of right now. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't see uh, <laughs> how much further this thing can go with, without checking off a couple of those tyrant boxes, especially when you're told to stay home, wear a mask, social distance, don't go out, you're not essential, lose your business, da 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 da. Um, you know, so a lot of that can happen. And uh, boy, politicians love power, though. That's the one thing that is a direct result of all of that is they just love to be in control and love to be in power. So the gun is the mighty tool that keeps them in check. And when we give those away, then we have no way of keeping them in check. But I digress. I will be right back after the break. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. This is the first focal plane Diamondback Tactical. At the intersection of precision and value, the Diamondback Tactical first focal plane rifle scopes deliver an impressive array of features and performance. The XD optical system and fully multi-coated lenses transmit a crisp, bright sight picture. The first focal plane glass-etched reticle keeps subtensions accurate throughout the 4X zoom range. Exposed tactical turrets and a side parallax knob give shooters the tools needed for long-distance precision shooting. The single-piece 30mm tube is ruggedly built to withstand recoil and impacts. Strong O-ring seals and nitrogen purging guarantee waterproof and fog-proof performance. Purpose-built to extend your effective range and stretch your dollar, the Diamondback Tactical comes equipped with the features you need at an unbelievable price. And it's covered for life by the Vortex VIP warranty. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary, your host, co-owner of Cape Gunworks in beautiful Hyannis, Massachusetts. And if you haven't been down in the store, come check it out or go online and look at the regularly scheduled classes. And if you haven't taken your license to carry course and got your license to carry or FID card, by all means, please go ahead and uh, get signed up and we'll help you out. And uh, we're here for you. If you have any questions anytime, you can call the shop or shoot us an email we'll try to help you out but got a ton of questions rolling in here um we had a question from one guy uh who says he's looking for his first uh pistol and he wants an edc you know something that he can carry um and i gave him the recommendation of a striker fired uh nine millimeter pistol and uh 
that would be a good first choice. And some people are saying they got the 365 XL or the 365, which is obviously one of the most popular guns out there. But I hear we have Keith Langer on the line, so we're going to go ahead and uh, jump Hello in with again. him. This is attorney Keith G. Langer, not just a gun rights lawyer, but a gun owner at home on the range as well as in court. I can help you obtain your firearms license, regain your firearms license, recover or transfer your firearms, and defend you against firearm charges. I can also help to protect other property with will sets, including trusts, health care proxies and powers of attorney, permitting and zoning issues, collections, and civil litigation. Call my office at 508 508- Three eight four eight six nine two. That's five zero eight three eight four eight six nine two. Or go to my website, kglangerlaw.com. Hey Keith, it was quite an exciting weekend. I was answering questions and reading articles all weekend about this uh, federal judge out in California who decided that the. AR-15 is a ban on an AR-15 or the assault weapons ban in California is a 35-year-old failed experiment. And uh, and I was pleasantly surprised to read that coming, coming from our uh, competitors on the left coast to see who can uh, ban guns the most and at the quickest clip. So I thought we'd get you to weigh in on that. And uh, a lot of the questions I got all weekend were, uh, oh, does this give us hope in Massachusetts? And Again, as I said before the last break, I always have hope for Massachusetts, but um, what what kind of hope does this, in fact, give us? And what, what would be the pathway to seeing, uh, you know, our assault weapons ban overturned here in Massachusetts, either through what happened then or our own type of uh, situation or uh, court case? But you have anything to weigh in on that? Well... The laws are similar, but it's the California law that was struck down, and that has no effect whatsoever on Massachusetts law unless and until it survives the appeal that California will certainly take, the appeal that the judge gave his order 30 days suspension to allow the state to take, uh, where it will be heard, no doubt, by the uh, entire Ninth Circuit, which is the on-bank court, which has repeatedly rubber-stamped every bit of hoplophobia that California has enacted. It has always gone against any rational, let alone literal reading, of the Second Amendment to uphold every anti-gun law that's come before it. So the only way it would benefit Massachusetts is if it was appealed again and went up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court granted certiorari and heard it. But in terms of the type of law, there's no real difference between that law and the one that we still have in Massachusetts enacted twice, reiterating the 1994 federal law, which was wisely allowed to lapse and Massachusetts doubled down on failure and passed it twice. Right. Now, and that was an actual law, not like Healy's edict. Right. Right. Now, uh, let me just read to you what what the judge said when he um 
you know, he, at the start of his ruling, he said, like the Swiss Army knife, the popular AR-15 rifle is a perfect combination of home defense weapon and homeland defense equipment, good for both the home and battle, the judge said in his ruling introduction. Uh, what do you think about his, I found it almost comical, the, the people who, their minds literally exploded over comparing an AR-15 to a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> I found that to be some of the most comical parts of what I was reading, that they, how dare him compare it to the, but I thought, what, what was your take on that? Did you read the whole uh, ruling? Well, I wouldn't compare it to a Swiss Army knife. It's really more like a Lego, because you can build it out pretty much any way you want. It doesn't come with 47 superfluous items attached to it. Mm. There are people who do that, but the gun is designed is simple and straightforward, but it's also modular. You can swap out uppers and change the caliber with two pins and a new magazine. Right. And, of course, it, just like the 1911, there are all sorts of accessories for it. Uh, basically, the 1911 and the AR-15 are the 55 Chevy and the 66 Mustang of the gun world. Mm. Everybody has tried everything you can think of to modify all four of those items. And anything that worked went into production, and you can buy as accessories. So you can take any one of those four items and modify it to fit your needs or desires pretty much off-the-shelf through a catalog. Uh, that's what makes the AR-15 the modern sporting rifle. I would not have used the word battle at all. I don't think Swiss Army knife is the most appropriate uh, comparison. Right. But the bottom line is, it is a good home defense firearm, compact enough, especially with a 16-inch barrel, and it's light enough has minimal recoil. Uh, little kids can shoot it because we see them all doing it. It's very, very versatile. And it's the versatility and the affordability that make it such a superb all-American firearm. Mm. That's why I, I like to call it, you know, we, we all know AR stands for Armalite. The left oftentimes uh, says it stands for assault rifle. But I like to say it stands for America's rifle because it's by far the most popular, you know, rifle out there. And for all the reasons you just articulated. And uh, he also says further on in, in the ruling that in California, murder by knife occurs seven times more than murder by rifle. And that's rifle of any kind, not just the AR-15. It's also true nationally. Yeah, nationally. It's it's, And so, you know, to hone in and kind of, you know, really put under the microscope one particular type of rifle or whatever and say it's inherently evil or it's it's more dangerous than any other gun out there is is ridiculous number 1, number 2, that makes it the reason we should be able to own it because if that's what criminals could potentially have, I don't want a fair fight. I want the balance shifted in the in the favor of those who are trying to defend their home or, or lives or, you know, families. And also, you know, frankly, we should have the same uh, firearms that, you know, the the government has as far as I'm concerned. You know, the whole point of the Second Amendment was what, you know, 
to keep the government in check. And you can't do that with slings and stones anymore when, you know. Well, the court did refer to militia readiness, uh, and that was reason enough to protect the gun, which makes perfect sense because uh, it's operating controls, if not the operating system, are very similar to the M16 and M4. So those who are trained on one will know the other. And also you've got common ammunition. Right. That's important. When, when you're in conflict, you need lines of supply and common ammo. So the fact that the AR-15 uses the same 223-5.56 caliber cartridge that the military does means you will have the ammunition available if you need it. Right. So what's your feeling on what do you think will happen? You, you know, obviously it'll be appealed after reading Newsom and the AG and all the different politicians in California whose collective heads exploded as, as they read the, the ruling. Um, it'll no doubt be appealed. Um, if the appeal is upheld, would do you see it going on to the Supreme Court or do you think there'll be enough pressure for them to just let a sleeping dog lie so that it doesn't set national precedence? Well, there's no way the state of California is going to let that ruling stand. It will be appealed because they're playing with taxpayers' money to prop up their posturing. Mm -hmm. you know, never mind the fact that you've got incredible rising crime rate, never mind the fact that your streets are flooded with homeless people and that they're defecating in public and leaving needles around for kids to step on. Their big concern is the mythical threat of the AR-15. Mm. And they will spend millions of tax dollars supporting their policies and defending them in court and taking it all away because it's not their money. Hello right. again. This is attorney. Kennedy. And they certainly don't think that the uh, Second Amendment is something that is worth preserving. And when they lift their arms and swear an oath to their office in the Constitution, they must have their fingers crossed behind their back. That's the way I see most of the politicians. Well, they know they can days. outspend the opposition because yeah. the opposition has to raise money through donations. From private citizens, right. So anybody trying to defend their firearm rights in California pays twice. Mm. They have to pay to have the government work against them through taxes. They have to pay taxes so the attorney general can continue filing appeals and enforcing unjust laws, and then use whatever little quote unquote disposable income they may have fight for those rights in court. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. All right. Well, thanks so much, Keith, for your input as always, and uh, we will catch you next week. I appreciate the input. You're listening to Rapid yeah, Fire. Please. I'm Toby Leary. Rugged and extremely clear, Loophole Performance Eyewear filters out harsh light while dramatically reducing glare. Whether you're hiking through the backcountry, dialing in at the range, or navigating the daily grind, Loophole's crystal clear lenses will keep your eyes protected and your vision fresh all day long. Learn more about Loophole Performance Eyewear at loophole.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i. 
It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. All right, welcome back. and. As always, it's great to hear from Keith Langer, the Second Amendment attorney that helps us out here at Cape Gunworks all the time. And if you need him, we'll put his number and email in the chat so you can go ahead and find him. But you could also look him up online. It's Keith, uh, KeithGLangerLaw.com. So go ahead and find him if you need him. He'll do a great job for you. So one of the other things that was... Uh, pretty interesting that I've noticed, and I was on the Grace Curley show a couple weeks ago uh, talking about David Hogg was has been making the rounds again, uh, who is the you know child champion of the anti-gun cause, and I, I like to liken him to the Greta Thunberg of the anti-Second Amendment community. So he is you know trying his hardest to get guns banned and has made the circuit, you know, the CNN talk show circuit, his regular uh, shtick. But anyway, then there was another article and there's been multiple articles in newspapers across the country and online and whatnot about the spike and the surge of gun sales in the last year, as if it's some mystery as to why it's happening. And I find it very funny that, uh, you know, there, there, there's some big mystery that, you know, people believe in the Second Amendment. Like, yeah, only about 30% of Americans are gun owners, right? Um, about a third of America owns guns. But I find it very funny that uh, they can't understand that there's another probably, I don't know, 20 or 30% of people out there that agree with the sentiment of the Second Amendment and even though they choose not to buy a gun, you know, they they certainly believe in everybody's right to keep and bear arms and they support that right. So 
as things get crazier out there in the world, people start to realize that, okay, I need to have self-reliance upon, um, you know, my for my own security and keeping our family safe. And I never wanted a gun. I'm not into guns. I don't shoot guns. I didn't grow up with guns, but I think I want a gun. Like, how do I get a gun? And so they start inquiring about it and start getting interested in it. And one of those such people, a guy in our who's come in our store, he's a dual resident in New Jersey and also here in Massachusetts. And I said, boy, you really doubled down on uh, two states that just love the Second Amendment, huh? And he got a kick out of that. But he came into our store about a year ago, a little over a year ago, and, you know, had no experience with firearms whatsoever, didn't even know where to start. He just knew he thinks it's time to take his own personal security uh, seriously and got his license to carry and whatnot. So when this Times, this New York Times article came out um, about a week or so ago, it was uh, it came out on May 29th, actually, and it says, An arms race in America. Gun buying spiked during the pandemic, and it's still up. So this is an article by Sabrina uh, Tavernice. Um, and so he felt like, hey, I need to do something here, so I'm going to go ahead and write a, a response or a letter to the editor or some uh, rebuttal to that article, or, or at least not really a rebuttal but an explanation. And I'd like to read it to you. He wrote the article uh, called Hurry Harry. That was the, his Zoom name under it and uh, from New Jersey, and he says, I was one of those white-collar first-time gun buyers last year, and I too knew nothing about guns. I bought for home protection. Walking into the store, my expectations were stereotypical for someone of my background, but I did not encounter dangerous red types. Quite the opposite. Owners and staff were nice as can be and recommended a suitable beginner gun for when I had my permit, after questioning me extensively. The store offered a variety of classes along with one-on-one -on -one lessons. I took full advantage. My opinion of gun owners rapidly changed as I met customers just like myself. They were not killers but were unfailingly polite and differential. Just like the store's staff, their concern was self-protection, though some were also hobbyists. Beginner classes, to my surprise, did not focus on how to shoot but instead emphasized gun safety and the state's gun laws. The store scrupulously followed state requirements in every aspect. Uh, as I quickly learned, no firearm on the state's ban list would ever make it into the store, and if you wanted the gunsmith to make an illegal firearm modification, you exited the store disappointed. Range shooting was carefully monitored by employees who watch your behavior on closed-circuit monitors. As a new shooter, I was called on the carpet more than once until proper procedure became embedded in my muscle memory. I suspect that all this is far more the reality of gun ownership today than what is in the public's mind. So that was his, and it, I guess it got published on this uh, on their website, which is uh, very good. So it goes to show that you know if you write, take the time to write a letter in, and and put it in there, you, you got a chance of it being published. And so I thought that was a very well written and articulate uh, first, you know, new gun owner experience here. And, you know, to his surprise, like he had a bunch of presuppositions, as you can tell from the start of his his article there or his response. But, you know, once those 
presuppositions were, you know, weren't true, the experience ended up becoming uh, something that he has really embraced the whole Second Amendment uh, lifestyle to to the point where he's taken multiple classes, bought multiple firearms and different types of firearms, and he just enjoys shooting now. So he has himself become a hobbyist as well as somebody who takes his defense seriously. So I thought that was a very good article um, that will help rebut and help win over some people who might be on the fence. Like there might be people out there who don't think about that and just think that everybody's, you know, some mouth breathing, you know, whatever that's ready to just start blowing up the town with firearms and, you know, gunfire and nothing could be further from the truth. So that's uh, really, really uh, well-written article there. So, all right. So let's get back to some of your questions online here. Um, I got uh, a bunch of questions today of, um, you know, people who are interested in first firearms, which we answered a little bit earlier. And uh, this one guy says that this state processes every LTC holder just the same as a felon, fingerprints, pictures, and a registry. And that's for sure. And to boot, it's all administered under the Department of Corrections or the Department of Criminal Justice. So I always found that interesting. But um, Jesse's wondering if we have any Tavor X95s in stock. And the answer is no on that. We are fresh out. So hopefully we'll see some soon. I was talking to the rep last week and he says, what can I do for you? I said, send a truckload of guns. <laughs> He's like, is there anything else I can do for you? <laughs> I said, yes, yeah, send a truckload of guns. So apparently he didn't have a good update on to when we're going to get some Tavor X-95s, but the Tavor X-95 is living proof of why the mass assault weapons ban is a backdoor gun ban that further restricts our constitutional rights because it's a semi-automatic rifle that takes AR-15 magazines and it has a pistol grip and it shoots the same as an AR-15. Same round, takes the same magazine, and yet we're allowed to have it here in Massachusetts because the evil features weren't invented when the assault weapons ban went into effect. But since the design of it is not the same, it doesn't have interchangeability, different operating system, and everything else, but it still shoots the same bullet, takes the same magazine, but... Uh, we get to have those under the, because there's no law that says we can't. I'm sure it really uh, ticks off the politicians that were allowed to have those. But the it's a solution in search of a problem, to be honest. Um, even when this enforcement notice came down from the assault weapons, the assault weapons ban enforcement notice came down July 20th, 2017, the uh, Boston police commissioner said that we don't really see AR-15s on our streets here in Boston, but it's making us safer that what Maura Healy's doing. And it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you just said you're not rounding up AR-15s on the streets of Boston with, with, you know, in a high crime area or through crime activity. So what are we doing? All we're doing is restricting those who enjoy shooting them and owning them and the, you know, law and uh, or responsible gun owners 
that's all we're doing is making it harder for responsible gun owners to continue to own guns that are legal to own everywhere else in this country. So, yay. Harry wants to know if it's possible to buy a Glock out of state with his military ID and be able to carry in Massachusetts. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. If you're stationed at a base, I think that's considered your temporary uh, residence. And, you you know, I think you can purchase a firearm with your orders at a certain, uh, you know, base or whatnot, even if you're not a resident of that area. So if you get orders to, you know, some, you know, Fort Bragg or something in Georgia, uh, I believe you can purchase firearms there. And then if you bring it back here to Massachusetts where you're a resident, you can carry that gun as long as you don't have the high cap magazine. So um, that's the way I would see it. Um, and yeah, maybe you guys saw the uh, the new Cape Gunworks uh, battle wagon whipping around uh, Hyannis. We got our extremely tactical Honda Pilot, and I know that's an oxymoron, but um, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's been fully wrapped, and it, they did a great job. And so you might see it around town uh, as we're about doing business. And uh, if you see us, give us a toot. Give us a beep. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, one great thing Bob says about Cape Gunworks is you can try before you buy with several other firearms, right? And that is correct. So we have a whole wall of rental guns in uh, on our range. So we try to keep the most popular guns that we sell in here for rent and so you can go ahead and um you can go ahead and try those out and tuesday is even free rental day so all you got to do is uh you know rent a lane get a couple boxes of ammo and have some fun and keep changing out the guns to whatever one you want to try so that'd be a good good way to go on tuesdays but um any other day you can come in and do a try before you buy it's 10 rounds for 10 bucks you can try a couple different guns out, whatever you want to do. So um, that'd be good. Um, we'd love to help you out with that and get you into the right firearm. So many of us gun owners had, like, I remember buying a gun at a gun show when I was probably 19 years old. And I, it was a Ruger, uh, what the heck was it? It was the Ruger P90DC. So it was a decock only and it was a 40 caliber semi-automatic pistol and the thing was giant it was a about the size of a desert eagle <laughs> especially when i tried to conceal carry it and i got it home and i tried to find a holster for it and whatnot and um it was almost impossible and then i found some big nylon uncle mike's holster and you know i, I at the time i was probably 160 pounds and skinny and it was like ha trying to hide an igloo cooler on my side. And <laughs> it was impossible. And so I made it a home defense gun, kept it in the safe. And uh, then it was a fun gun to shoot on the range and whatnot. But the point is, you didn't get to try the gun out. After shooting it a couple times with that double action only, uh, I was like, ah, geez, it's just not the gun for me. So I sold it and uh, made someone else happy about it. But... The point is, here at Cape Gunworks, you can try it before you buy and try to get the, the right gun first time. So anyway, there you have it. So um, 
And Bob also says Healy's uh, AR-15s with telescoping stocks makes them more concealable. That's hilarious if you look at Tabor other bullpups that are actually more concealable. I agree 100%. And Matt wants to know what my EDC is. We'll get to that after the break. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Snap Safe, featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security. Welcome back, everybody. This is Toby Leary, your host of Rapid Fire, co-owner of Cape Gunworks, and this segment is sponsored by Vortex Optics. So make sure you check out their full lineup of optics. We've got a great display here in the store, and we uh, sell more of their optics than anything. Uh, and uh, we are a big believer in their excellent lifetime guaranteed products, and they work really well, and would love to help you out with that. So if you need an optic for that, new gun you got, we'll be happy to help you out. Um, but we also have a giveaway every week that we do on this show. So if you haven't been over to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire and get signed up for our giveaway because we've made a lot of people happy in the last few weeks. And so this week we're giving away some uh, unobtainium uh, hen's teeth in the form of blazer ammunition and it is in the ever rare 380 auto. So we got some full metal jacket. It's 380 auto, um, 95 grain. And uh, these just, they're, they don't exist anymore out there in the ether. Uh, so I don't know what the problem is because it just seems like 380, 38 special, 357 mag. And uh, there's a couple other, you know, 3030. 4570 these are all calibers that have just not been around in the last year so we're giving away a box today before the end of the show of the 380 and then make sure you get signed up for next week's giveaway which we're going to announce when we give away this 380 what that'll be so uh it's going to be it's going to be great um so we're looking forward to that also it's cu customer appreciation month at cape gunworks so the whole month of June, we're giving away something cool every day. And then we're also giving away today one of the big prizes. Um, every Monday, we're going to be giving away a um, one of the bigger prizes. So today's going to be a Dickinson shotgun, a 12-gauge Dickinson shotgun. And uh, next Monday, we got a, uh, we'll be giving away a stand-up safe. We'll also be giving away a 380 Easy Shield pistol 
and we're also giving away a Vortex Optic. So those are the big four giveaways that we're doing for the whole month, Customer Appreciation Month. And then everyone who comes in and fills out a ticket will be entered to win the Kimber uh, 84M rifle. So this is a long action rifle. It is a beautiful rifle in 30-odd six. It's got a Vortex Optic on it and it's ready to hunt and it is one of the lightest rifles I've ever seen. And it's also sub-minute of angle, which is amazing. I just can't even believe it for such a lightweight bolt-action rifle. So uh, we have that. So that's going on. So make sure you get signed up for that giveaway. So um, before the break, Matt was asking what my EDC is. And, uh, you know, it was funny. My evolution of everyday carry, for those of you who don't know what EDC stands for, it's everyday carry. Um, so what my everyday carry is... Right now, currently, is a SIG 365. I also own the SIG 365 XL, which every once in a while I'll carry that. And that has the red dot, the uh, Romeo Zero on it, red dot sight. And sometimes I'll carry that as well. But for the most part, it's the 365. I haven't noticed I shoot the 365 XL any better than the, than the 365. So I decided to go for a little bit smaller um, package to to be able to conceal it a little bit better. Although it's minor details, minor differences. But um, so those that's my everyday carry. And uh, I used to carry, I started out carrying a 1911, which I carried for about 15 years on and off. Then I went to a Ruger GP100, which was a 4-inch 357 Magnum barreled revolver. It's basically like what cops were issued <laughs> in the late 70s it's like a full-size revolver six-shot revolver and you know i'm a small framed man and i'm like where the heck did i put that thing it must have looked like i you know was trying to smuggle cinder blocks or something because it was so large and uh i remember i used to jog at nighttime and i would have like a uh you know this leather belt, like two inch thick leather belt that I'd have my Ruger GP100 strapped on my side. And I would run three miles with that thing. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. But anyway, and then uh, I went to a Glock 19. At one point, I carried a Glock 43. That was short lived. And then I have landed squarely on the SIG 365. And I think that really is one of the best firearms to come out in the last few years so uh, but don't take my word for it make sure you try a few out get what fits good in your hand and you shoot well so I think all of those sub compact nine millimeters shoot pretty close to the same uh, so get what feels good in your hand and that you'll be able to you know carry concealed or if you're staging it in the home for defensive purposes maybe air toward the bigger side the larger side and get a full size uh, so that would be a good one uh, <laughs> And Joe, our gunsmith, says the P-Series is the best design Ruger ever made. And he tried to sell me that one a couple weeks ago on the P-89. And I said, uh, not so much. I had the P-90 decock model in 40 cal, and I thought I was pretty hot at the time. And uh, then I sold it because it, <laughs> it was a big gun. So, yeah, 
if you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Andre the Giant, it's probably a perfect EDC piece, though. Or if you're on the job and it's your duty weapon, there you go. All right, <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. This is the first focal plane Diamondback Tactical. At the intersection of precision and value, the Diamondback Tactical first focal plane rifle scopes deliver an impressive array of features and performance. The XD optical system and fully multi-coated lenses transmit a crisp, bright sight picture. The first focal plane, glass-etched reticle, keeps subtensions accurate throughout the 4X zoom range. Exposed tactical turrets and a side parallax knob give shooters the tools needed for long-distance precision shooting. The single-piece 30mm tube is ruggedly built to withstand recoil and impacts. Strong O-ring seals and nitrogen purging guarantee waterproof and fog-proof performance. Purpose-built to extend your effective range and stretch your dollar, the Diamondback Tactical comes equipped with the features you need at an unbelievable price. And it's covered for life by the Vortex VIP warranty. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about the Second Amendment, freedom, self-defense, and everything firearms related. So uh, we're down here on beautiful Cape Cod in Hyannis, Massachusetts, uh, co-owner of Cape Gunworks. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and join us every week as we talk all things guns, which gets us excited, and we love to talk guns and shoot guns and sell guns. So anyway, and we would love to help you accomplish that if that is your goal so this week we have a giveaway of some 380 ammo we're going to be giving away that i'll draw it here in a moment and you want to make sure that you get signed up for next week we're going to be giving away some nine millimeter um in you know this week it's 380 next week it'll be nine millimeter and the winner of this week's drawing is kimberly schultz uh so you're is it schultz or i can't read you Huh? Scholen? Scholler. 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 S-C-H-U-L-E-R. Scholler. Ah. Yeah, we might have to start typing these so I can read them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, uh, Kimberly Schuler, you are the winner of some 380 ammo, and hopefully you have a 380 to shoot it through. And if not, we'll help you out and get you into one. Or... You're going to increase your street cred immediately amongst your Second Amendment friends because you're going to have probably the only box of 380 around. It's it's just hard to get right now. So uh, we're happy to give a box of that away. So uh, make sure you get signed up for next week's giveaway of some 9mm, and uh, we're, we're going to give that away. But Customer Appreciation Month at Cape Gunworks, if you didn't win today or next week, don't worry about it. We're giving something away every day. So you got to come in and fill out the blue ticket and throw it in the ammo can so you can get the call of what you want. We've already given away a ton of great prizes. And end of the month, we'll be giving away that Kimber 84M rifle in 30-06. So you want to get signed up for that. But I tell you one thing. It's very easy to come to work every day because we love our jobs here at Cape Gunworks and 
We're always got something going on. It's a lot of fun. We have tons of classes and new events and, you know, customer appreciation month where we're giving stuff away or we'll have some, uh, you know, live events this summer with Howie Carr. He's going to be coming and doing a show. We have an event coming up with the United Cape Patriots. They're going to be doing a constitutional law seminar, which is going to be phenomenal. So you might want to reach out to them and get uh, signed up. Uh, that's coming up in June here. We also have uh, lots of stuff going on, um, as always, and we look forward to a wonderful, beautiful summer on Cape Cod. And there's always a opportunity here at Cape Gunworks for people who don't have a firearms license and have never shot a gun to actually shoot a gun. So we have a state-of-the-art uh, facility, and we accommodate a lot of people who come here on tourism, you know, for the for the summer or whatever, they come from a country that doesn't allow gun ownership, and sometimes they just they get to the states and they look up where can I shoot a gun, and they come in and they'll do a range experience package and they'll get to shoot a variety of guns, and it's a it's always such a fun time for us to help people, uh, you know, start shooting guns and whatnot and shoot guns for the first time, and sometimes they're like, man, in my country I can't even be in the same room as a gun, you know, or I can't even touch a gun or I can't even look at it too long without getting arrested and uh but yet they'll come and they'll shoot and they'll they get that taste of freedom and it tastes good so they they leave with a good picture and a good target and and a good story so uh we're looking forward to doing that this summer that's one of our big things um date nights on friday nights back uh or actually that never left but um, and we also have ladies night on Thursdays. So every other Thursday you want to get signed up for that where we're doing, um, we're doing lots of, uh, lots of stuff, lots of events and lots of, uh, you know, opportunities to shoot here with or without a license to carry. So, um, we'd love to get, you, you know, do you those first shots with you. I think we got some first shots, the NSSF first shots classes coming up as well. So anyway, there's always uh, something going on, and there's always something going on in the news about the Second Amendment. It's more and more states are becoming Second Amendment uh, right to carry states, like uh, you know, constitutional carry states. And uh, you know, I, I think the needle is moving in the right direction. People, after a year of being locked down and having freedom taken away, I think that people are ready and wanting to exercise their Second Amendment rights in a new way. And frankly, I think it's a phenomenal way for us to extend the the open hand to people who've never uh, shot. We're going to be stronger as a result, no matter what their political affiliation or whatever their, um, you know, beliefs are. I think the the we need to recruit as many people who are freedom-loving, Second Amendment, uh, you know, believing people, whether you agree with them on whatever issues of the day that you're, you feel so strongly about. But the, the Second Amendment can be one of those incredible uh, uniting issues where you can get people from all sides of the political aisle and from all walks of life, from all different religions, from all different, you know, demographics, and all come together and united around the preservation of our, our Second Amendment, which is so key to the, uh, you know, future of our country. And I don't believe that uh, for a minute that we should be giving up ground. I believe we should be trying to take it back.
week in, week out through those letters by like Harry, uh, Harry Harry who, in New Jersey who wrote that letter to the editor, the New York Times piece. Continue to do your part. Continue to be a responsible gun owner. Continue to be a good representative of responsible gun ownerships and a and you know a good face for guns in the community and introduce new people to shooting they might not even think they would like it until they try and even if they're just a hobbyist or a you know recreational shooter that's fine it gets one more in the tent and let's make this uh tent wider and wider and get as many people uh that are freedom loving people believing in the second amendment and believing in our cause and i think it'll be a awesome awesome thing we'll see lots of people at it but that's all I got for you this week. It's another show in the bag. It goes quick. We talk about guns and freedom, and time flies when you're having fun. So uh, we appreciate you listening and tuning in and being a part of the discussion and all the questions that came in. If I didn't get to your question, I apologize. We'll get to you next time. But you want to go ahead and make sure that uh, you, you be a part of the discussion and go to capegunworks.com and get signed up. So uh, thanks for all you do for us and everybody who comes into the store and says hello. And uh, we really are glad that you're there. So we appreciate you, and God bless, and have a wonderful weekend, everybody. This is Toby Leary, and you're listening to Rapid Fire. We'll see you next time.